I only hope that we never lose sight of one thing that was all started by a mouse. Hello, everyone out there in podcast land. This is the Beyond the Mouse podcast, the Disney-themed podcast for the Front Row Network, and we bring you all things Disney, and that uh, will is no better encapsulated than what occurred this past weekend when Brett was out at D23. And so we're going to give you the update uh, of all things D23. I will mention that we're going to focus primarily on the parks and the experience of D23. If you want to hear all of our thoughts on the movie slate that Brett also got to be part of, uh, we did a Facebook Live episode with Justin from the Disney Dads podcast, and we have posted that to both the Front Row Network feed and are beyond the mouse feed as well. So go back and check that out. Um, there were some technical difficulties. Brett was uh, recording from the back of a lift. From the back of a lift, yes. And then and then when I was getting into my host home, and then when I was, yeah, doing you, laundry and... You getting into your host home was the yeah. best thing I've ever seen because we're all watching you and you're just like wandering around this house that you've only been in once. Yeah. It, it is so good. So Justin and I just start cracking up laughing. Oh, you thought that was funny. Well, good. We thought it We thought it was hilarious. Good. So go back and uh, listen to that. Uh, check that out on Facebook, whatever the case may be. And support the Disney dads. We love them. Uh, Justin was great to come on. And now we will talk uh, more about the expo in general. I am Craig. I've already introduced, pseudo-introduced Brett. Hi, I'm Brett. And we have the wonderful Vanessa. Hello. The wonderful. We're all back together again. And uh, Brett, thank you so much for all of your updates and everything. Uh, I we, we kept it's you working. what I live for. We kept you working the entire time. The entire time I couldn't even sleep. The month and a half you were at Disneyland <laughs> and the D23 Expo. Uh, you have a great list of topics here and the first thing says that we should talk about a review in general of the D23 Expo 2019. So, Brett, your review in general. Overall. It is. It is. I'm still processing, uh, but it was. It was the best of times. It was slightly less than the best of times, but more often than not, it was the best of times. So yeah, but that's yeah. Come I remember, see me and I'll give you the whole scoop. Anyway, I, yeah, I remember we had a conversation after the 2017 expo because that was your first experience, and you were mm-hmm. like, yeah, you know, at different times I was like, oh man, I would never do this again, and then other times <laughs> you're like, no, I have to be out there. Where do you fall after a second time? Um, would you do you plan to go to 2021? I'd say it's slightly early to make that determination, but uh, I think overall the the pluses. The Disney pluses uh, outweigh the minuses. <laughs> Did All you right. um, feel that this D twenty three was as epic as the one? Because it felt, it seemed to me that the last time you went, like everything was really amazing. The video, the clips from the movies you saw, you were just like you were raving about Wreck It Ralph and. And did you have this, like, amazing feeling, or did it kind of feel like they recycled some of No, I think so much of this... Well, number one, I was most impressed with Disney+, Plus because you can tell that that is going to be a big thrust of uh, monies and, and attention and all that 
um, from the Disney co- Disney company right now. Um, as far as the the films, the Disney Studio preview. Um, in the past, there had been uh, animation followed on a Friday, followed by um, live action on a Saturday. Um, and for whatever reason, they put them together this time. Um, that event really, and the excitement around that event, really depends on the slate of films they have to promote. And you really can, it would be very hard to repeat the excitement of having pretty much a everyone in the Marvel Universe there on the stage at the one time. Right. So it's hard to uh, match that. And this time um, there was all kinds of uh, wonderful appearances by uh, the various stars of uh, the upcoming slate of films and the voice actors and all of that. Um, it just wasn't the same, but I think it's going to be each time they do that, it depends on the slate of films. Yeah. So. Well, and you know, last time in 2017, Marvel Studios actually skipped San Diego Comic Con, and so we really did get lots of information on Infinity War, um, which was going to be coming out the following May uh, at D23. And so this year, they went to San Diego Comic Con and, and released essentially the next full slate, the full phase of movies and Disney Plus shows. And so uh, I understand why, because that took in it of itself an hour and a half, two hour panel. So if you're going to cram all this together, you can't really have too many additional Marvel-related uh, news uh, and things like that. But it did seem like, and I know we're going to get into the Parks panel here in a little bit, a lot of it seemed to be updating the information that they teased at 2017's Expo uh, with little sprinklings here and there of new and exciting things. I mean, not to discredit the, the new announcements mm-hmm. that they made, but it did seem like, Vanessa, maybe from my perspective some of it was sort of updating us more Mm -hmm. than getting more announcements. Yeah, I I would agree with that. But uh, we are going to uh, jump right into the Parks panel because, again, uh, we just already spoke about uh, the movie slate, and you can find that. Um, But, you know, the... I think what's interesting about Disney Parks and Resorts is, first of all, that they've combined sort of this... uh, merchandising along with parks now. So you got a little bit of both of that. You had the CEO of Target, which we'll talk about and, and things like that. But let's dive right into the parks panel. Dive, Brett, can you dive. set <laughs> can you set up the room for us and the excitement, the palpability in the room? Okay, well it is it is the largest uh, uh, hall uh, at the con- at the Anaheim Convention Center. It seats uh, approximately seven thousand excited guests um and uh and everyone everyone there has waited in line downstairs in hall e aka the dungeon and uh, so and then um, about mm, 45 minutes 30 30 minutes 45 to 30 minutes before the panel starts is when everyone is is moved upstairs and for some of them especially for uh the studios um panel, um, you're not allowed, you have to put your phones and any sort of recording materials in bags, which I brought a sample of, so you can see them, but you can hear them rattle. Anyway, so, <laughs> and, uh, but yeah, so it's it's very exciting. It's, it's, uh, there is excitement in the air. And there was, okay, <laughs> since we're talking about uh, Disney parks, experiences, and resorts, 
Um, there was a feeling of people who are very fond of the Disney parks um, and might have had plenty of Kool-Aid prior to their visit because <laughs> it, um, in the middle of it, without going into great detail, I felt as though I was in one of those meetings of, I don't know, of... of uh, Cults and well, maybe, maybe you <laughs> were in fun. Toy Story with all the aliens going the claw. Yeah, we will buy. We will, buy. We will buy. Yeah, yeah. There was a lot of that going on. Yeah. So. My gripe about the parks panel is here they are. Um, they're live streaming a ton of different panels, so they obviously have the technology to do that. Uh, and then they they are not going to live stream the Disney Parks panel, but then they allow all these vloggers to live stream it from their seats, which is like a terrible view the, mm-hmm. the connection is bad like if you're going to allow people to live stream this you know, thank you to wdw radio and lou Mangello because that's the one i followed and that's how i watched yeah, the panel same. but like why not just put out the official feed there you already have it you know i yeah. I, I don't I understand see Dyke's face. i want to see how that guy's doing that was I don't understand that logic, but let's, I know we have a lot and a lot to cover. Luckily, Brett uh, broke it down here for me, so, uh, because if you listen back to the movie panel, I had a really hard time remembering everything that was announced. So, uh, we're going to go in order that Brett has it on our sheets here. We know it's real sheets. Okay. Uh, So we're going to go to Disneyland first. Of course, Brett was just out there. They announced a new parade called Magic Happens for spring of 2020. Let me go first, okay? She has to get this on. Vanessa has her hands raised. So, I wanted so. to start off by saying really positive things. But I'm not going to. I already so, griped. It's fine. Because they started off by saying... There was some kind of speech about we've been listening to your feedback and we've we've taken your comments into consideration, which surprised me because I always was told that Disney cannot acknowledge your feedback for like legal reasons, so that's why you can't give suggestions to them. But then they're like, no, we are listening to your suggestions, and I'm like, here it comes, here it comes, we're getting a night parade. Brett was wrong, and then they say, and we brought back the night parade for you. Everyone's like, yeah, electric light parade, that's amazing. And then they say. And we're gonna bring you another night, another parade. And then, as his description's going on, and they show the rendering, it's daytime. And then he says this daytime parade, and I felt like you could just the the deflation was palpable. Yeah. At least in my bedroom, right? Like, <laughs> yeah. you've she got was. to be. And I got on, so I was watching all the comments too, because I'm like, surely someone else feels the way I do. <laughs> and yeah, there's people like. But what about the night parade? Like, they need a night parade. We don't need another day set. We need a night parade. And I agree. We need a night parade. Yes. Walt Disney World needs a new night parade. I would agree with that more than anything because their 50th is coming up. But we really didn't hear much about anything new for the 50th either. We know basically nothing. Well, there's... Construction updates. I mean, we there's going to be a lot open they by the time of the fiftieth. That's and coming. We know um, everyone, every park's going to be celebrating. Yes. Oh, we're skipping ahead. Yeah, we're Let's definitely skipping Disney ahead. Right so, so sorry. Mickey's uh, Mickey and Minnie's Runaway Runaway Railway opens in 2022 in Toontown. There, so that's good. And then they had uh, a cute name I, for the theater I'm as well, but that. I forgot the. Oh, um, um, 
El Capitan? Is that El Capitan. Yes. That's that what it is? was. Like the El Capitan and out I know in that L.A. I have my El Capitan poster on my wall. You don't. You don't. Yeah. So you went to Disney. Okay. Sorry. I didn't go. Sorry, Brent did. Oh, yeah. Thanks. But no, it's, it's um, really exciting that they're going to be bringing this technology. Of course, it's supposed to open sometime in the spring in Walt Disney World. And they did show us kind of the outside facade of the Chinese theater and how that's going to look. But they didn't really give us a specific date either um, that I saw for when it's going to be open. It was going to open this winter. That was the initial thought, was that it was going to be open in 2019, and then they pushed it back to spring of 2020. Mm -hmm. But again, no real announcement. They did show some of the Imagineers and some of the construction workers inside, um, and they did show the costumes and the ride vehicle. Yes. Um, So they did give us a ton of updates, but not an actual date. But, uh, so when I was in the giant mob that pushed me to Toy Story Land, which you'll find out about that later, I I made a friend... And he was telling, he was from Disneyland as well, Mm -hmm. well, California. Mm -hmm. And so he was telling me that this could be a real problem for, because normally, I don't know how true this is, but I wanted to get your guys' thoughts, Mm -hmm. that normally when they push things back like that, it's because the story element has fallen apart and that there could be an issue with the story that they're telling. And and that made him very nervous because he was a big, great movie ride fan. And um, I was actually there on the day, that, like, on the anniversary of its closing. And so he was very concerned about Runaway Railway. Wow. Thoughts. Thoughts. Uh, you know, I, I like the new... Spider-Man all over the place. So. Uh-huh. <laughs> I... Uh... I like the new um, animated shorts. I like the new animation that it brings. Um, I think it's great to get Mickey a ride, obviously. But the story, it's its a huge aspect of that ride. I mean, it needs to draw us all in. It doesn't necessarily need to be this e-ticket thrill ride that seemingly everybody wants in every single attraction. Um, but, no. you know, I, I think it needs to be something <laughs> that... Nice see or no, all of us want the <laughs> yeah. ticket. Yeah. Yeah. Well, something that, that's fun and longer that we can get out of the heat of Hollywood Studios uh, and be able to really uh, enjoy this story by the mouse that brought all of it to us. Mm-hmm. I think so, too. Oh, back to Disneyland. Um, the um, At Disney California Adventures, there was something that we already knew, but there was a name attached to uh, the Marvel uh, influence or uh, at uh, the California Adventure. So it's um, Adventures Campus. Also coming to Hong Kong, Disney, as well. Yes. Well, sort of partially already there because they have right. the Iron Man ride there already. Right. So that in, that's going to be in uh, 2020. What's cool about that is that they did announce um, Phase 1 is going to include uh, sort of already Mission Breakout is there, but they're also going to be doing this Hank Pym uh, testing kitchen, which is going to be really fun. So people that don't know Marvel Mythos, uh, Hank Pym was the original Ant-Man, Michael Douglas in the movies. Um, So they're going to have like really, really tiny food and really, really oversized food. It's just going to be really fun. Uh, Vanessa's super excited for it. No, I like oversized food. (laughs) (laughs) And then uh, they did announce a web-slinging attraction, the first Spider-Man ride to go into a Disney park. Um, And they showed the ride vehicle concept. They did say that that's going to be part of Phase 2, which maybe we'll get an update at D23 2021 on when Phase 2 is going to be. Uh, Maybe maybe sooner. They also do the the Destination D event on the off years, which is kind of like their version of D23 in the off year, right? So they might have some updates for us uh, sometime this time next year. Vanessa? I was just thinking, you mentioned D21. 
or D23-21, they're going to have a D23-23. They are. That's probably going to be amazing. The 100th anniversary <laughs> of the company, they, yeah. Um, why wouldn't they do something huge at D23-23? <laughs> That's when they're going to announce well, they were their... They celebrating the 10th anniversary this year. <clears throat> Of yeah, D twenty three. Anyway, they the, that's when they're going to announce that they're actually going to have attractions in space for real. That's that's wow. that's the that's hey. a prediction. That's um, but no, I I think uh, I'm really excited for the Avengers Campus. I really we talked about this before on this podcast. They need to pay whatever billions of dollars it's going to take to grasp those uh, real true Avengers characters away from Universal in Florida because it, it just needs to happen. The the characters when I I see videos coming out of Universal. Um, they are not represented the way that I would want my Avengers represented, and it's just time. There, there's no reason why uh, this company can't pay the oodles and oodles and oodles of dollars it would take. And I understand it would be a lot because Universal has the Hulk ride and they have the Spider-Man ride or whatever, but it, it needs to happen. Yeah, and bring us the light frame. And scene. Sorry. So then we go on to the Walt Disney World 50th, which uh, Brett alluded to a little bit earlier. They did uh, they did announce a logo for that. The 50th anniversary will be in 2021. So that is going to be, of course, from 1971 when the park opened, 50 years. And um, they're obviously going to do quite a bit more with that, but we haven't necessarily gotten a lot of... Uh, detail. true detail no. and that makes sense I mean they're probably still in the planning phase of all these parties and things like that but we do know that there's going to be quite a few new attractions open by then and we'll kind of continue to go through that but anything on the Disney World 50th oh so the next day 23 will will happen right before they start the celebration it'll be in the middle of the celebration I don't know. yeah um, Disney celebrations tend to linger so hmm. they can last any time. You know, like Mickey's like birthday party to, went for like a year, you know, right? A year to well, they can last, you know, up to eighteen months yeah. easily. You know, a year and a half. I was just trying to think of when we might find out, like if there might be another big reveal at some point. Oh, maybe yeah. it's just gonna be leaked out like piecemeal. Yeah, it'll be on their probably on their Disney blogs and such. But it's but the the cool thing, um, which was interesting that uh, the Disney World fiftieth is going to be celebrated property wide, and that in in the past other milestone anniversaries have been Magic Kingdom centered. So it's going to be all over the place. Or like Epcot just had the 35th anniversary, and that was Epcot centered. So yeah, it is kind of cool that and it makes sense that they're celebrating the world, right? Yeah. Uh, even though it was just Magic Kingdom back in '71, mm-hmm. uh, Epcot was what. 81 or 82? 82. 82. Um, so then, and then Hollywood Studios was 89. Mm-hmm. And then uh, Animal Kingdom was mm-hmm. uh, 98 or so, 97, cel- 98. Yeah, they were celebrating 20th. Oh, yeah, last year. last year, so 98. Mm-hmm. Okay, cool. I was not there for that one. Maybe we'll get another big pink castle. No, I don't. Yeah, castle let's do pink. that. But you yeah. know... <laughs> You know what they are hoping that you utilize when you plan your trip for the fiftieth anniversary Not us. is well. You can still use us. You can still uh, message us. At all, you know all the time. Uh, we'll they the are masters of the new. They're opening the new Disney Genie app, and if I was critical 
or um, pessimistic about anything in this presentation, it was probably the Disney Genie app, only because seemingly the app that they have right now only works about 78% of the time. And the other 22% of the time, it is horribly frustrating to use. Yeah. So. What that is okay. Your mileage may vary. I'm like going. I'm like going. I've never had problems with it. I have. Oh, man, I have, I have yeah, always had problems with that. And then like your fast passes disappear, and you think, oh my goodness, do I not have them anymore? And then they reappear magically, and yeah. then well, you they know, appear, reappear just, magically. That's all that matters. But this D- Disney Genie app does seem kind of interesting. Uh, I like that it's based off the old school Robin Williams Genie. That's the logo for it. Uh, but it's going to be the way that they described it. And Brett, you can elaborate. But Bob Chapik was saying that uh, it is essentially going to be you can sort of plan out if you want specialized days or a specialized vacation. So if you want to have, if you want to take your daughter to a Princess Day at the Magic Kingdom, it will show you, well, you should do Bippity Boppity Boutique, and then you should do Cinderella's Royal Table, and then, like, it'll map out Ching. that. Now, but what, what it Sorry. didn't, <laughs> what they didn't necessarily reveal, at least from what I read and saw, was will it also allow you to link those experiences and book them? Is it just going to give you roadmaps to these things or is it going to be like book this package and then you you get because right now you know 180 days out you have to be on the phone at six in the morning calling cinderella's royal table because you can't necessarily ever find it correctly in the app so what 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 it seems as though that it was it it, it was for the non-type a people that, mm-hmm. that are but but he also there you can also the 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 people who like to plan are still allowed to do that using uh, the Disney Genie. But I think that since it since a trip at least to Walt Disney World has become more complex and more planning, um, I think this is a way that it kind of brings planning to the masses. By I'm interested in this, and then it's uh, and then it will just find it for you, and sort of you probably are a yes and no and. That's a real problem for them. You know, we had this whole fan community where um, we we kind of love the planning aspect of it. But there are a lot of people out there that truly they do not want to have to do that with their vacation or um, they feel like it's they don't want to know where they're going to eat 180 days out. They don't want to figure out what ride they're going to be on 60 days out. So I think that some, a service like this makes sense even from a public relations side that they can say, well, we are trying to simplify right. the process yeah. again for you. And again, we'll find out a little bit more as yeah. it becomes live, but they... Late, late 2020. 2020. Yeah, mm-hmm. so now let's go... Um, just Magic Kingdom in general is what you have listed here, Brett. Any... Uh, I didn't remember too many other updates in the Magic Kingdom. Other than Tron. Yeah, yeah the, Tron. The, the Tron ride, which we kind of see vlog updates of what yeah. it looks like, but not for, too much. I brought you uh, pictures that I yes. posted of it. Hello. Yes. I got yeah. something yeah. to you. I'll post that yeah, we Thank saw the right you, the in best the, blogger. Yeah, uh, that's right. In the imagination, excuse me, in imagination, sorry, Imagineer uh, pavilion slash display slash presentation area at the expo floor. Um, we did get to a chance to see the ride vehicle, and they're teeny. They're kind of small. It's oh, not, really? They are kind of yeah. Um, and we also saw the costumes for the uh, cast members. Yeah. That looks neat. I liked it. I am going to do an audible on your plan here, only because so much of this presentation focused on Epcot. So I'd like to end with.
with Epcot. Okay. So we're going to jump over to the last two items. The, the I'm actually going to go in reverse order on those as well because the Target one, how do we all feel about that? Here's my thing. They're going to open 40 of these Target stores uh, with that are going to have Disney stores inside of them. That's really cool. But you know what they're going to do? They're totally going to put those in metro areas that already have a Disney store. Like it's because they're going to want to um, they're going to want to try to test this in like large markets. Yeah. So like Chicago is going to get one, and it's like, mm-hmm. well, you already have a Disney store. Yeah. So uh, it, it like it excited me for like a second, yeah. but then they were like, it's only going to go in forty stores, so which means actually, Springfield is not going to get well, it. Twenty five Disney stars. Uh, there's twenty four Disney stores within selected Target stores on October fourth. And then 40 more locations by October 2020. So a total of 65. Okay, total of 65. So my guess is there's a possibility that you're within driving distance of... A Target Disney store. But I'm also within driving distance of, like, the Disney store at Chesterfield Mall and all that. Like, you know, so Mm -hmm. I don't know. But they're they're only pop-ups, right? They're not like... No, they're... Well, they're... I think they're modeled after pop-ups, but I think they have a little bit more staying power Because it didn't that. look like there was going to be that much merchandise, and it looked like it was mainly geared towards toward children just from the rendering, but yeah. that could change. My concern, um, so you have the Disney stores, and then you have the Disney outlet, and that is where it is at, people. <laughs> that is where they have all the items discounted. You can get them... All these items just super cheap. It's the same thing that they have in Orlando. They have two stores there. And so a lot of people like to go to the Orlando ones because they're so close to the parks. I think they probably get some merchandise quicker and better merchandise. But the So if they do away with the outlets, I'm just going to die. Where is the closest outlet to here? Um, the closest outlet, I'm not sure if they have one in St. Louis at all, but, um, but they definitely have one in Chicago. Um, I spent a lot of money there, so that's for sure. <laughs> um <laughs> But um, I love those. And then also, you know, with these pop-ups I want to, or with these Target stores, I want to see what they have because another big gripe that people have is um, they said, you know, the Shop Disney store, they, they actually made a category on the website which was merchandise from the parks. But you cannot get all the parks merchandise on the website. It's really tr- The best you can do is usually wait for someone to sell it online, like on eBay or mm-hmm. somewhere else, and they... they bump up the prices really high. When I was in um, um, Orlando in August, they had all the, um, throughout that week to gear up for the Halloween party, they were announcing like, here's the snacks. Here, and, then, and then it was, here's the merch. And I was looking online, hoping that I could just buy online so I wouldn't have to take it in my in my luggage, but they don't have everything. And actually some of the items that I purchased, they sold out in the parks uh, pretty quickly. Things were just disappearing because, you know, some of us diehard Halloween, Mickey Halloween people. Well, but also the eBay people. And the eBay people. That's a whole were, other thing. Yeah, so... Yes. Like, I, I was reading that people, the, the people you saw in the shopping line at D23, that there were some of them that people were paying upwards of $200 an hour just for them to wait in line so then they can get in and they can get the merchandise. And, you know, so that was my frustration because they, they sold, um, there used to be a Shop Disney app, and they've done away with that now and they sold that app to say anything you can get in the parks you and i used it several times because you know whether it's like uh the pandora bracelet that we got for anna or whatever the case may be uh i liked getting stuff from the parks it was just fun to think that they're pulling it off the shelf at the park even if i can't go there and now granted it's probably still 
never makes it to the park, but I don't care about that. Uh, In my mind, Mickey is grabbing it for me and putting it in the package. And yes, and so uh, they did away with that app, but it never really fully met its potential because there wasn't ever a time when you could truly get everything on that app. Anyway, um, but you know, just something there. I. I, oh, but I guess my you're point missing is, the big thing. Go ahead. Sorry. Well, we need to see the merch. Like once once we see the merch, we can give you a full opinion on whether we think this is great or not. And if and, Springfield gets one, yeah. because if, if which be Target has I'm, they've already online. been selling uh, like Disney. the Mickey's really cool stuff. Yeah, stuff, yes. makeup bags, things like mm-hmm. that. They've been really cool. So. Yes. but you're missing the point here. What's Everyone that? who attended you got a ten dollar gift card. Yes, got a very special. $10 gift card. Wow. Ooh. I mean, last time, I mean, it was so, I mean, and they mentioned that right off the bat. It was so exciting. So wondering what, you know, what swag we're getting from this panel, because last time it was, it was the opportunity to see the very premiere night of Fantasmic at Disneyland. And this year we got $10 gift cards for Tarjay. See, this is what I'm saying where this, this, when I was watching this like on going, my mic, is what? everyone else is deflated. <laughs> and it's like, we're so used to Oprah giveaways, yeah. Ellen giveaways, uh-huh. like, like you come in know. here with that $10 gift card? With that $10 gift card, I'm so, like, yeah. I'm such a new car. Yeah. Here is something else that, maybe controversially, I really? I am not, um, I'm a little let down by the Star Cruiser, only because the way that they've decided to go, and this was leaked maybe a week or so before D23, the way that they have decided to do the Star Wars Hotel to get the full immersive experience is that they've essentially made it into a cruise on its own, which means that really you have to book it separately or, and it's going to be quite a bit of money. We've been reading rumor, they've not confirmed anything, um, but rumors of $1,100 per person per night uh, for these uh, experiences and it's going to be a two uh now they said two day two night uh everything online was saying three day two night um because of your check-in day and your check-out day but um you know if there was a, a star wars hotel you could stay at on property i might be able to talk anna into that i might be able to say let's stay at the star wars hotel let me geek out it'll be so much fun the fact that now you you really have to be Kind of a you had you're banking on the fact that there are millions of Star Wars super fans that really want to live Star Wars and book an entirely separate vacation around this cruise, and yeah, it I, it kind of disappointed me. Like, I think it makes total sense to me because if they're making this immersive, how you know I was thinking how could they? So you're in this immersive experience. And now I'm going to go into a theme park and see other and see people in flip flops. I'm like going, there's going to be such a disconnect that it is it, it would completely detract from the experience. And this way, they you know they've made their own Delos, Delos, and it is Future World or World West World, and yeah, it is West World. It's all of those. But anyway, um, you know, so I think I don't have a problem with that. And from the fans that I've seen, they they know what they're doing. You know, I th- I don't have a problem with it, and that it's going to be so entirely immersive. That's the way it is. It's a land cruise, so I think it makes sense. I think they found a great way to encapsulate guests into an extremely immersive Star Wars experience. But which they were saying, which they were saying, you know, you're going on um, visits to the the um, the deck of the ship, or you know the uh-huh. and. Uh, 
anyway, they were saying, you know, there's good times and bad times. And some, you know, you talk to some people and you go on little missions for. Yeah. And they'll be like, they'll be acting, you know, the, yeah, the new Star Wars was, characters will be involved. But, and that, cool. that all sounds cool. But the whole immersive thing, they're still dropping you in Batu for, uh, for a few hours. But my guess so, is going to be, my guess it's going to be exclusive to the people. So you think it'll be like at night after the park's closed or something like that. And maybe certain days, maybe that's the case. Certain days of the week when that area is reserved for, for these guests. Batu, the location of Black Spire Outpost, Galaxy's Edge. So, uh, which we didn't talk about, but oh my gosh, it was wonderful. Yes. Well, we'll, that'll be another whole podcast. You two have both had wonderful Disney vacations. Uh, We've also had, uh, someone volunteer that went to the Halloween party that would like to come on. So we're going to be talking about all that in a future episode. But, Vanessa, any thoughts on the Star Cruiser? I don't know that we got your thoughts on this. Are you yay? Are you nay? Where are you at? Do I you mean, not care? Like, I, oh, is no. It- I, I love Star Wars. I'm very excited. And Brett's pictures of him hanging out at the bar, I was a little jealous. But in a good way. In a good way. In a good way. Um, but, yeah, you have opportunities uh, as well. That's fun. a lot of money. So that's not something that I will be able to experience anytime soon. But, um, you know, I look forward to the videos. And I mm-hmm. if, if they have... And this is something I asked you, Brett, is, well, did they have characters dressed up at the bar? Did they have, the like, the aliens and stuff? If they did, that would be just out of this world amazing. So if they do that at the hotel, I think that's just going to be incredible. But All right. We'll have to see what they offer. Uh, quick second poll. Are you booking uh, – let's even say price is the same, which is not true. The price for the Star Cruiser is definitely more. But price is the same. Same amount of time. Are you booking a Disney Sea cruise or are you booking a Star Cruiser cruise? Mm. Rapid. Yes. Need an answer. Which one? Oh, um, I, I do both. But let's see. <laughs> That's cheating. No, no. Disney Cruise, I only go when it's the cheapest, which is like see. January and February because uh-huh. that's how I afford it. So if there was a January, February cheap option at the hotel, I would do that. Yeah. I I would pick the Sea Cruise over this. And I'm I fashion myself... Quite the Star Wars fan, mm-hmm. uh, but that's where I'm at. I mean, maybe I'll just, maybe but when maybe when the bloggers maybe when the bloggers come out uh, and we see what goes on in this immersive experience, then maybe maybe there. it'll change my tune. Gregory. But even still, <laughs> it will be it'll likely be a uh, a hard sell for some members of my family. Um, all right, moving right along, the uh, the biggest announcements. You know, one thing that you could say about D23 2017 is that it was almost as if they uh, forgot about one of the parks at Walt Disney World, other than the Guardians of the Galaxy ride. That was really the only thing that was announced at 2017. Um, and this year, they certainly made up for that in spades because they are, there were so many Epcot announcements. And so we want to uh, t- knock those out. Uh, first of all, we're going to have, we're going to have neighborhoods in um, Epcot. So Future World is going to be where the major changes for that happen. World Showcase is still going to be considered one of the neighborhoods. So, uh, And we can get into World Showcase here in just a minute. But we're also going to have World Nature. Yeah. 
world discovery and world celebration. So if you think about world nature, that's basically where the land pavilion is now. Uh, and it's also going to be where Journey to Imagination is and also the seas with Nemo and friends. That's all going to be the nature side of things. The discovery pavilion will be on the opposite side. That's where currently uh, the festival center is, the uh, test track and mission space, uh, mission, yeah, mission space. All of those are in the discovery area. And then the world celebration is going to be in the central area where currently the fountain is, uh, spaceship earth, um, things like mouse gears, club yeah. cool, all of that area. Yeah. Yeah. So tell me about, we're going to kind of specifically go into these different neighborhoods, on this list. But tell me about this concept. Vanessa, are you excited for the concept of bringing neighborhoods to Epcot? I am very excited. I am typically the person that only goes into what will be world nature. So I'm usually over by Nemo and the land and and mission uh, or sorry, I would never do that. Spaceship Earth. (laughs) Um, I don't even visit the other side because it's too much for me. Um, But I'm and I, it's just I feel like because Epcot is so spread out. Um, it's such a walk to get to what I really want to see, which is World Showcase. So I'm very excited that there's going to be more at the entrance of the park for people like me. Um, well, I don't really care about other people, but for me. <laughs> and um, that to enjoy, because some of us can't handle your test tracks and your, your mission space and, you know, jostling me all around and getting sick and stuff. Um, so I'm very, very excited about that. Um, very excited about um, the the Moana update as well. Absolutely. And that's going to be in World Celebration, right? That's going to be and kind of in the middle of the park. Yeah, that's more... It's not as Moana-focused as, as you were yeah, hoping. So they, it's more... It's more uh, It's more in line with the fountains, uh, the classic like fountains of... The, of uh, of imagination, or kind of maybe a little bit like jungle track, and it's going to be, which a- is one of my favorite parts of Animal Kingdom because you're so immersed. Um, yes, uh, think- when they first showed the rendering, everyone was like, "Moana's coming! Yeah. We're getting a ride! Is it a boat ride? Is yeah. it roller coaster? It's not any of those things." So, but I so like experience. the play of the water, especially. Um, I'm hoping we can maybe go through. I saw the mist. Mm-hmm. How refreshing is that going to be yes, on a nice on a hot, hot day. Orlando day? Um, you can go from the back side of water to the front side of water. The, you can ah, see all sides of all the inside of, of water, water, the outside outside of water. I'm so excited about that. I know that's not as maybe thrilling to you guys, but that is no, so but my Disney World. Feed. This is my this is my big take on the whole sort of um, revise or the revisions that are going to be taking place at Epcot. I think as as someone who was there on opening day and loved the idea of infotainment and actually learning things, and and I think that Epcot has lost its focus in the past years, and 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 I think this it this brings a cohesive look to the entire experience. Um, they're using they're doing a riff on the original iconography of the various pavilions. And it was it so much thought has gone gone into this that I'm thrilled for this that it is um, they're they're calling it kind of like 
the Epcot that Walt envisioned. Yeah. You know, and in some ways, I'm like going, well, that's maybe a stretch. Well, but anyway, and, but, 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 in, it is, but they're bringing a Walt statue into the park which there. Which looks awesome. You know, you and I'm like sit, going, you can sit next to Walt. Sit next to Walt? Sit next to Walt. Sit next to Gigantor Walt. Yeah. Uh, I mean, it's just like, shaking. you know, I'm just like going, it's, it's, it's brought it into focus. And rather than being, uh, Here's a here's an intellectual property. There's an intellectual property. Everywhere a little international. Put here's them together. You know, I'm like going, and it's going to be park like. They're getting they're getting rid of those monoliths that had yeah. people's pictures on them. Who cares? Who cares? Millennium Celebration. Oh, yes. It's going to be park like well, and beautiful. But isn't and, that your favorite part of Epcot? Is when they have the uh, the garden festival and the whole front is all these is all this topiaries, topiaries and everything. And, flowers. and that's what they're going to do kind of year round. Part. There was so much ugly at Epcot with those. <laughs> Uh, there was, and now yeah. it's going to be more in line with the. Well, they're bringing back the original fountain or a new, yes, re- a, a new oh, vision yeah. of the fountain. I think it's so good. So thank you, Imagineers. I couldn't be happier about yes, all of that. Same. I'm really excited for the neighborhoods. And, you know, Walt's vision was that people would actually be living at Epcot. So I like the name neighborhoods even because then it kind of does bring that thought to it. And you know what? I'm really glad, again, uh, Mr. Controversy here. I am really glad that they have just went full bore into IP because the people that keep complaining that Epcot wasn't supposed to have IP and before Eisner got there, they weren't even going to have characters in the park. And you know what? You are at Disney World still, and if they want to use their intellectual property and also highlight the different cultures of World Showcase like we're going to get into or bring in uh, Guardians of the Galaxy Cosmic Rewind, which is such a cool name. I'm so excited for it. Uh, it Rewind. Everything. I, I am just... I am just glad that they decided, you know what, we're going to reimagine the whole of Epcot, and so it does fit into these areas, and you can bring in this intellectual property. Uh, and they kind of, you know, in a way, for those classic traditionalists of Disney, they sort of said, sorry, but we're moving in a different direction. Yeah. And well, that's, exactly what, that's exactly what... It has a focus what, and theme throughout and not willy-nilly. Right, exactly. So I'm really excited about that. But we did get a ton of individual news, so I want to go through those because uh, I also want to be cognizant of time as well. So uh, United Kingdom Pavilion, easily the biggest most entertaining part to watch of the panel was they brought out a bunch of people to uh, dance to Step in Time, and then we saw the Why man you take himself. it from someone who was there? So, let's see. So, <laughs> <laughs> so, you know, the lights go down, and then and then the chimney suites come on, and we hear, and we see Step in Time, and they're going, what? What is going on? And then at the end of a wonderful, rousing, Step in Time musical extravaganza, everyone is applauding, and who's should be there but Dick Van Dyke Bert himself and he had the largest standing ovation of any of the panels I attended it went on for upwards of five minutes and and he was he just loved it and he just you know he knows that he's 
shall we say, a mature person. And he was, oh, I look he like... Played I look like yeah, he played on that. He played on that. Oh, I look like Mr. I look like, you know, Mr. Banks or whatever. Yeah, anyway. anyway the, so. the absolute only critique I have of that entire thing is that they didn't have him announce the ride. It yeah. was so weird because he got shuffled off stage and then Bob Chapik is like, you probably guessed we're bringing Mary Poppins. To, it's like, yeah. why don't you have the man say the ride? Like, yeah. why not add that into the spiel? And maybe it was mm-hmm. part of... Maybe that was supposed to be part of it, and no. we are dealing with a 90-plus-year-old no, man. He's got it all yeah. going on. All right, all right. He's but, got it going And, yeah, well, anyway. So cool, Bob. Amazing. So cool. For Excited. Bob. You were fresh at the beginning, and as time went on, you were starting to talk like this. Yes. And I saw your big old... I saw your big old... Um, teleprompter in the back, you know. So anyway, I turned around in case I, you know, when they were starting to lead up to something, I turned around to see what it was, so I'd read it before he did. <laughs> That's so funny. I did. Um, so, <laughs> what do we think uh, about a Mary Poppins ride, uh, Cherry Tree Lane? Really, it's kind of the whole of Cherry Tree Lane is going to go into UK. That pavilion is beautiful. It's one of my favorites to just walk mm-hmm. around and hang out in. I'm here for it. I love it. I think the what the little rumblings we've heard about it so far sound magical and amazing. And yes, 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 yes to yes, all. Yes, yes, yes. But 100% this wasn't agree. exactly a surprise because in when I was watching a lot of the press uh, interviews prior to Mary Poppins Returns, there were there was one interview with a production designer, and it just you know. It just came out like like it was nothing. Well, when we were working on the attraction, and it just went away. And I'm like going, I was thinking, well, you better hope that Mary Poppins Returns does better because, you know. But anyway, so here we have. We have it. We have a new. And they've been talking about this forever, forever. Yeah, and, and that little courtyard where you can meet Mary Poppins and the Winnie the Pooh characters and stuff like that. I mean, it just makes so much sense. I'm I'm definitely here for it. And so uh, Frozen has shown that you can put these IP into the different pavilions and it's going to work. Uh, they already had announced Ratatouille. We'll get to that, uh, the mm-hmm. France Pavilion. But no, I'm very, very excited about it. So let's move right along to the France Pavilion. Um, a Beauty and the Beast sing-along. I'm assuming this is going to be kind of fashioned after the Frozen sing-along at Hollywood Studios. Uh, okay. Yeah. I mean, it's you know, okay. it's, like, it's and, a thing. It's, it'll be a people sucker. And so. yes. Impressions de France is not the most exciting thing for me personally. It's beautiful. I know Thank it's beautiful. You. And it's and it's going to be running at the same time. So it's mm-hmm. not so Impressions de France I'm will just still be there. I'm glad to have another offering in the France Pavilion is, mm-hmm. is all I'm saying. I think yeah. that's, that's fine. Correct. Yeah, no, I think Along that's good. Ratatouille. Ratatouille, yes. which we, of course, we already know uh, this is a, a ride that's coming over from Disneyland Paris and they sort of... Uh, they went through the ride vehicles and things like that, the trackless uh, ride system. This will be Disney World's first, first trackless, trackless ride. Yes. Uh, it's supposed to be an extremely impressive ride for those that have ridden on it. You can see, you can go on in, uh, YouTube and look at ride-alongs and things. But it will be opening in the summer of 2020, which is, honestly, that is a lot sooner than I thought it would be because it's being all built in a building back there. You don't yeah. see the construction progress like you do with Tron and Guardians of the Galaxy. Uh, it's really cool. This like by this time next summer, people are going to be on it. Yeah. Plus, it's it's you know they don't have any. Uh, I mean, they've they've done all the engineering and imagineering for this because it is something that was found in another park. So yeah. they're just. Yeah. 
building it there, which that will be cool. We also get uh, more of a like a boutique um, bakery food uh, place in France, which I'm here for because it is so it is so good to just go back to that France pavilion and mm. eat everything. So <laughs> Yeah, I've we'll had, see. I've had some bad orders from the France Pavilion. Oh, All right, sorry. fair enough. That's the same beauty in the beast. I've been burned by you before. Very good. Thank oh my you. Good job. See, uh, Canada is getting a new Circle Vision uh, movie, and it's going to be truly 360. They're using new technology that actually comes up uh, pretty quickly here in January of 2020. And uh, then also, China is getting uh, kind of an updated to their Circle Vision movie as well, and it's going to be called Wondrous China. So mm. exciting things. I honestly, I, I, I hope that someday I am there long enough to where I feel like I can justifiably go into the Circle Vision movies and not feel like I'm rushing myself. I've never seen any of the Circle Vision movies. Mm. I've never seen Impressions de France. I've never seen uh, Martin Short in the Canada Pavilion. It was good. It's never been a seen while. any of that. Yeah. yeah, it's been a while. Um, yeah. This is where we've already talked a little bit about uh, Moana. You have it listed under China. I thought no, it was no, going to. No, no. Okay. That would be a typo. That would be a typo. Be, okay. Would be Just making an sure. Organization issue. Just making yeah. sure. Thanks so that's for basically that to light. my apologies. You can edit it out, right? Uh, uh-huh. So the. Uh, More work. Because More I always work. have you working. Always. Uh. Uh. The next thing, so we're moving past the World Showcase. We're going into the nature neighborhood, uh, the land area, and they're going to be doing a lot of different things in that area and then also in the Discovery neighborhood. So let's go through some of those. Awesome Planet. What is that, Brad? I missed that. It's It's a film film that takes place or that takes the place of Rafiki's whatever. (laughs) But that's in. um... It's the film that's upstairs. Oh, okay. I've not seen that. All right. Uh, the Play Pavilion, I'm excited for this for my son uh, because it does seem like a really cool area for kids. And I think that uh, especially during the festivals and things like that, when you do have a lot more adult-themed things, it's cool to bring something for kids into Epcot um, because the the groups, I, I went through this when our trip report, all the groups say, should I just skip Epcot with the kids because they're young? And a lot of people are like, yes, I thought that was crazy. But after walking back to Frozen Ever After with my son uh, at two years old, I don't blame them. So this, I think, this play, this idea of having like a huge, it seemed like sort of a, a jungle gym area, and then there was a lot of other, like a dance party area, uh, it seems like it would be really fun. Um, Good for them, yes. Then uh, something I'm excited for, we already knew that it was going to be opening sometime this winter. We knew from D23 2017, it had already been announced, uh, our space shuttle or our space station themed restaurant. It's going to be called Space 220 because it is going to take you 220 miles above Epcot, which I think is kind of a clever name. Mm-hmm. Um, what do you all think about this? So there's going to be no... All the exterior, it's going to be much like the the cruiser, the cruise ship for Star Wars. All the exterior windows are going to be uh, screens that are space. And then also, you're going to, kind of in the lobby area, you're going to go up an elevator. And as you're going up the elevator, you'll... 
appear as though you're leaving the atmosphere and going up to the space station. Mm-hmm. I think this sounds really cool. Are yeah. you guys into it? Sure. I am. The only thing I'm slightly worried about is the um, restaurant management. I think they said it was by the, the two Italian. Uh, the Annapoli, they said that. Tutto Gusto. Yeah. So, so I'm just curious to see what the, the food is going to be like. Mm-hmm. Uh, Viennapoli's pizza is amazing, but... Um, yeah, I'm really excited. I want to see the menu now. New restaurant, <laughs> um, new place to... A lot of these new places I really like because uh, they are going to take up people, and that's that's a good thing uh, for sure. Um, we've already really kind of... I mentioned Guardians of the Galaxy Cosmic Rewind. The big news there is that it's going to have a backwards launch, uh, <laughs> hence the rewind. <laughs> I am so for this. It's already... They said last time it's going to be the largest indoor roller coaster uh, on the planet, I believe. Or at least. Or at least in the um, Disney properties. For now. <laughs> and I'm I'm so excited for that. Give me all the Guardians there. We talked already about the Walt statue at uh, World Showcase. Um, we're all very excited about that. And so what's, what's in the uh, Epcot portion talking about the new shows? So starting in the fall of 2019, I believe it's in October, if mm-hmm. I'm not mistaken. October 1st, I think. We're going to Epcot Forever, oh, which will be... I cried. I That brought me to tears because the images that were there were... I mean, it was opening day. was there. The picture that they showed, I was there. I could point you out. If, you know, and then and then there were also pictures of, of cast members and performers that, um, that I've known and and that and it just the it music just, was beautiful yeah too. so it was wonderful so yeah it it i was also very tired but it did bring a tear to my eye in a very nice way and then I was sobbing. Actually, I, I was I was doing the Vanessa thing. I was doing Vanessa. This is too much. Oh, and I'm a part of this history now. Yeah. Anyway, it was all that. It was good. And it was good. Sometime in an unspecified date in 2020, is that when they said we are going to get the what they have said is going to be the largest fireworks show ever on Walt Disney World property. Yeah. We are going to get Harmonious, uh, and yeah. they actually brought out the composer, composer oh, yeah. which I thought was really cool, was cool. That oh, she wasn't the best at public yeah. speaking, sorry, but the other one, the other one was terrible. The, the that one. one was beautiful. No, no, the other one is no. It's based on on classic Epcot thing. And I cannot okay. The other one, the other one was the video. It started with the little kid doing the Soren theme, and I was like, "I'm here for this. <laughs> like, yeah. I'm, I'm there." It's uh, a history but, of yeah. But of, it's it's yeah. still really cool. Uh, so lots to look forward to with Harmonious. Um, any final thoughts on Epcot in general? Can't wait. Bring I'm it. So excited. I'm so excited. The last thing that you have listed from the panel, I actually kind of forgot about it because it's the 10 minutes I walked away from my uh, computer screen. I'm sure there is a fan base for Cirque du Soleil out there, obviously, but going to Disney Springs and seeing a Cirque du Soleil show is not something I'm going to ever work into my Disney I'll do it for uh, you. It will trip. be now because I'll do it. This is, it's full on, full on Disney. Okay. Eric Goldberg um, was the animator that's been working on this, and he's... He, he's very he's fun. Cool. cool. Yes. It's it seemingly that uh, other Cirque du Soleil show, uh, Anuba, or mm-hmm. La Nuba, La, La uh, it closed like eight years Forever. ago. No. Right? no. And, and so it's, it's, it's weird forever. that it's taken it's, this long. But it does feel like a long time that it's been, like, yeah. like there's a huge thought, building there that yeah, just hasn't like, had anything. I felt like, like, okay, we all do theater, so normally when a show closes, another one opens. Right. right. It's like, oh, well, it probably oh, has to just, be completely... 
Got it. Got it. Yeah. Anyway, thank you so much. Thank you to Brett. We are going to talk about D23 for the next uh, for the next two years until you go to the next one. Um, we are just so excited for everything that came out of that. We have I endured. <laughs> we have so much fun stuff coming up on the podcast. I am really excited about it. Our next, uh, for sure, main feed episode. You're, we're going to be talking with Dominic Cellini and Brandon Davis. We're we're bringing it back to 1937. We're going to talk about Snow White and the Seven Dwarves and really discuss uh, how that led to a revolution in animation as well. So excited for that. Vanessa, you just went on a trip to Disney World. Yes. Brett, you just went on a trip to Disneyland. Yes. I went to a trip to my backyard. We're going to talk okay. about all of them. It's yes. going to be really, really fun stuff. Um, thank you so much also again to the Disney Dads for allowing us to post our updates as we go along. If you're a new listener to the podcast that's coming over from the Disney Dads, definitely hit the subscribe button for us. Uh, you'll get all of our feed-only episodes at Beyond the Mouse Podcast. If you want to listen to the rest of the Front Row Network, also subscribe to the Front Row Network feed as well. And give us a rating. You know, I don't think we ask for that probably enough. But, but like those, a good rating. <laughs> I mean, you don't have Only to. Only if like, you feel like inclined. If you feel like it. If you don't like it. Just and you want us to eat. No, just <laughs> you, if you feel like it. Uh, but no, truly, thank you so much for listening. We really appreciate it. We love talking Disney with you. So come on uh, as we learn more and more about what's coming to the new Disney parks uh, here and around the world. So for Beyond the Mouse, I am Craig. I'm Vanessa. And I'm Brett. Brett from D23. From D23 Expo 2019 from the Anaheim Convention Center. That's it. <laughs> and That's all you're going to get. We will see you real soon in the front row. Bye. Bye. Hello. Oh, bright suns. I'm sorry. Oh, rising bright, suns. Rising, rising suns. Rising moons. Yeah, all right.